The What If Podcast is a Free Bacon and Puppies production. For more daily content, please visit youtube.com slash freebaconandpuppies. Due to fail language and adult topics, parental discretion is advised. Welcome to episode one of the What If Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hans, a.k.a. Mr. Moo on YouTube. And joining me today is Rob Harford, a.k.a. Dex Bishop on the Twitters and the YouTubes. Hi, Rob. Say hi. Hey, what's going on, everybody? First off, I'd like to thank everyone for stopping by. And at this point, you've got to be asking yourself, what is the What If Podcast? Each episode is based on a single What If question. These are the type of hypothetical questions you might ask your friends and then spark an hour-long conversation. For instance, what if humans were as tall as giraffes? What if you had a real-life reset button? What if everyone could hear every thought inside of your head? Now, I enjoy doing pointless research, so I'll attempt to figure out a realistic or seemingly plausible answer to the question and provide some basic facts to support it. Then, myself and my panel will give our own personal answers and arguments. And here's where the audience becomes particularly important. We'll be posting this question on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit the week before the episode airs. Some of those answers may be featured on the show. Now that we've got that out of the way, today's question is, what if tomorrow you began making 10 times more money at your job? How or what would you change? Now, when I posed this question, I thought it was an interesting twist on what if you won a million dollars or what if you won the lottery? Because those questions have been done to death, and it's always about getting a ton of cash immediately. The catch with making 10 times more money starting tomorrow is to get the money, you have to work the same job you're currently working. Now, for people who love their job, this is awesome. But for people who hate their job, is more money going to make a difference in how happy you are? Yeah, that's the tough question right there, honestly. I mean, you're going to get offered all this money, but you have to consistently go to something that you're completely unhappy about. That was one of the first things that you asked me about was, can you improve your situation? Do you get a raise? Do you get to become a supervisor? Or do you get some sort of better job somehow? No. I mean, for us, anyway, with our our answers later, like we – decided that for the control we need to just have the parameter of saying you get the money but you're currently working the same every day shift you could be working at a damn mcdonald's and you've got to do that to make that money right i mean and you would have performance-based reviews and stuff to try to make more money more power to you but the money has no correlation with you getting a raise so if you're picking up trash you're still picking up trash. If you're sweeping up floors, exactly. you're still sweeping up floors. I'll just say this. If you, if if I was making like $10 an hour and they said, here's 10 times more to sweep that floor, I'm going to be happy as shit. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so let's, let's get an idea of what 10 times more money would look like in the real world. I like to work in averages, so I looked up minimum wage in my home state of Maryland, and it's $8.25 per hour. That would mean that if a person were to work 40 hours a week, they would only have the potential to earn $17,160 in a year. 
Now, that's not counting taxes and health care and everything else that would make that take-home number even smaller. That's not enough to survive, so most people making minimum wage are on some sort of government-funded program or live with relatives because they can't support themselves. However, if tomorrow they began making 10 times minimum wage, they'd be making $171,600 per year. Holy shit. Now, I, I went and found the cost of renting an apartment in Maryland outside of the city limits, the average cost of utilities, gas, and other basic living expenses, and what the average person will spend to live in Maryland is roughly $2,000 a month. Now, this is just an average for argument's sake. There's definitely parts of Maryland that will cost you much more than that. You can oh, yeah, always definitely. get more things. But if you stick to that average cost of living on minimum wage, you would only survive eight or less months out of the year. But making 10 times that amount, you would have a surplus of $147,000. That's an extra $12,250 a month. Wow. And that's a lot. I mean, that's an increase beyond any anything that any normal person's ever going to ever get. <laughs> Some part-timers don't even make $12,250 in a year. And you're making that as an extra amount per month. Dude, my first year out of high school, I didn't make that much money a year. I was working at McDonald's making five fifty, and that was, uh, you know, two thousand four. But at the same time, minimum wage only went up three dollars. So, I mean, not even three dollars. It's like two seventy five. So you're talking about trying to live on that, and then all of a sudden getting this big increase of <laughs> an extra twelve thousand two hundred fifty dollars a month. That's a lot of money. That, to... The weird thing is you people tend to spend to their income. They close that gap. So when you start making more money, you would think, oh, I'm going to bank and save more money. But you end up spending more because you think you can or because it's right. available. Right. That was the main thing when we when we were talking about this before recording the show. Like just if you do get that extra surplus of money, are you going to be able to be – like in a perfect world, I think some of the responses are going to be like, oh, I'm going to save this money. I'm going to do this with this money. I'm going to do that. But realistically, before we even get into the answers, like, is it plausible for a normal person to be able to do that? And I had come up with um, just a couple examples of, you know, what you're kind of spending now if you're in a really low income versus what you could spend once you have money not to worry about especially if you're just spending two thousand dollars a month on like living and then getting that twelve thousand two hundred and fifty dollars a month so for example if you're now because you can't really afford the expensive shit you're buying bread at 99 cents you can now afford the like sara lee like really good awesome bread for 349 that's an increase right there so and you, you multiply that every time you need to buy bread it, compared to – it adds up. Exactly. It's quick. It, it adds up, and also the increase is like, what, 250% or something right. like that? Right, yeah. So then you start to put that toward everything that you have as just your essential. So when you start to think about like if you're still going to be eating at home, you're still going to be – you know, normally eating at home. So if you're like, I'm going to get a hamburger helper, so I need burger meat, four ninety nine a pound, right? Right. Cheap ass crap. I'm not talking about like, you know, 
ground ribeye. You're talking like 70, 30, like. like, Right. I'm talking about the stuff that people are like waiting for sale to happen. Like, oh, Wednesday's coming up. Let's wait until we can get that burger meat on sale. You're like, you know what I mean? You're waiting on the discount (laughs) burger meat. Waiting on the discount. And then you you take your grandmother with you for the extra 10% discount for senior day. Look, man, people do it. People got to do it. So, like, that's another one. You got four ninety nine a pound, and then you're like, okay, maybe I don't want to eat hamburger anymore. I've been doing this for 15 years. All of a sudden, they switch over to I can afford steak, seven ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine a pound, depending on the cut. And there's another increase. And then you've got stuff even as simple as hot dogs, man. They sell them for ninety nine cents. You can buy now the all beef, all kosher, three to four dollars a pack. Oh yeah, yeah. There's increases on little things like that. But that's going from like the mechanically separated chicken, (laughs) all in one meat casing. Spam spam dogs. Yeah. (laughs) The the whole point is like you're. With closing the gap between what you spend and what your income is, is is literally you're you're able to spend more so that you – I think it's like a subconscious decision to say, now that I have this, I should spend it. Like but I deserve – I earned it. I yeah, earned like, this money. Like I've got so I earned the better money. things in life. Right, exactly because nobody, nobody looks at their home situation and they go, I think, I think I'm going to keep buying this 99-cent stale – moldy bread you know it's a bit of a pride thing too because when you have that money you want to be able to establish yourself and say i'm no longer shopping for my groceries at the dollar store right and that's more of a uh, a social economic thing too so when you're talking to your friends and you're like you know having a casual conversation about i just spent uh four hundred dollars at the grocery store and you're like why what why did you get was everything gold-plated you know, in a conversation with your friends, basically how well they can live, and if they're saying they're spending that much more than you, and you spend 150, and it's the same amount of people in the house, no kids, no nothing, you know that there's a gap there, right? Some. Well, just just a little <laughs> insight on my own life. Uh, last year, I was out of work for two months, and I was living on unemployment, and it goes both ways when you have that money because I had no money to spend. So it was only money for bills and for groceries. And maybe we ate out maybe twice that whole time that I was unemployed. So you make that adjustment to survive. You don't continue to go to the grocery store and spend $400 when you only have $150 to spend on groceries. Right. And and that was another example too. You brought up with uh, going out to eat. That's, Another increase that a lot of people – I can say this for myself. When I got a really good job, when I was working in Maryland before I moved, I was eating out like <laughs> like every day for lunch, man. And I, it was I convenient. It's fast. It's easy, and it usually right. tastes better than anything you're going to bring from home. Right. Now, if I did that, that's about 10 bucks a meal because fast food is not really you know, convenient as far as price goes. Five days a week, four weeks. Right, exactly. Two hundred dollars a month just on lunch. <laughs> just on that. Just and on you lunch. think about people spend two hundred dollars a week or maybe two weeks on groceries. So you're you're like really taking that you know, extra money that you could have and you're kinda wasting it by making a different life decision. And um that was another point. It's like you start to lose control you start to lose control over your spending the moment you have more to spend. And it's 
for a lot of reasons. And the layman is not going to be this financial advisor. If you were bad with money before, then you're probably going to continue to be bad with money. So if you had a surplus of $147,000, I looked at some fun things that you could potentially do with an extra hundred grand. Uh, So here are some examples. A summer home in Sunset Beach, North Carolina, goes for about $96,000. Because why have one home when you can have two? You could potentially <laughs> buy a jetpack for $100,000. I'm, I'm down. I am totally down to waste my hours earning that $100,000 just so I can be like James Bond and have a jetpack. Sweeping floors so you can Sweeping have floors. a jetpack. Come on. I mean, that's a perfect cover story for any spy. <laughs> You could buy, I didn't know that there was a used market for these, but you can buy a used Lamborghini Gallardo with about 35,000 miles on the odometer for about (laughs) $100,000. I don't know why you would want to buy a used Lamborghini, but you could. I mean, that's one of those situations where you're like, yo, I got a Lambo, but you're not a rapper. It's used, though. It's it's used. (laughs) You could go to every Formula One Grand Prix in the world with a friend. So if you like to travel and you like loud cars, might be your thing. And of course, uh, I mean, every household should have at least one of these, but you could buy two. You could buy two diamond-encrusted Bluetooth headsets. I'm down. Sign me up. It looks good. (laughs) It sounds like crap. Clearly, you've got money to burn. Much more money than you've ever had in your life. But what blows my mind about the idea of making 10 times more than you currently make is that it's life-changing for people who make next to nothing. But for people who make like $100,000 a year and are living pretty comfortably, in a, the matter of a couple of years, if they save their money properly, they will be millionaires. So the, the people that were rich, now millionaires. Because Oh, man. The, this is one of those things where you've got money on top of money making more money. So, like, those people who are already super comfortable is just – they're going to be feeding the economy with, like, gold-crusted $100 bills. Like, because if you're, if you're making 10 times that amount, what if you're a millionaire? Oh, if you're making I a mean, million dollars a year and then you're making 10 times that amount? I don't, right. I mean, but, does, what it, if but like, does that really make that much of a difference if you're that freaking rich? If you're making no, because, that much more money, it's like no, no, because like um, <laughs> I can already afford everything. You can afford everything, unless you go back to our previous conversation. And you say you're spending to what you have. I'd I'd so, love to see. I I don't know, man. But you hear that all the time, I, you do. though. Like, think about all those billionaires who like used to be billionaires but aren't anymore. And have filed now I'm not talking about several times. Right. Donald like, Trump. Oh jeez, the drumpf. Um, so yeah, that's that's the point. Like you can walk up to a homeless person and say that guy has eight million dollars more than I do because the guy is in eight million dollars debt because he made really bad financial decisions, but lives in a multi-million dollar home, spends multi-million dollars a year. People that make themselves house poor, like you buy a house and you are spending all of your money to afford that home. It, it's, right. Why would you do that? Why would you put yourself in a situation where you don't have excess money for in case shit? Because right, shit exactly. happens. And that's – well, I'm just going to go into what I would do then. 
because I feel like <laughs> a lot of my friends would say the same answer. They'd be like, I would save money or or they'd be like, I'm just going to blow it all on a new house and give gifts to my friends and all that stuff, which is to me not financially smart. If you look at any like statistics on people who have been millionaires, terrible idea. We'll get back to that idea later. But what I would do since I already live in a semi-fortunate situation where I'm in a house, I've got a roof over my head, I would make sure that A, my healthcare situation is good because healthcare is extremely important. You don't want to get that fine. Um, so that means I could, you know, pay for like a personal trainer or someone to like get me to the healthiest I can be so that I can continue to earn the money and also be happier so that when <laughs> when I lose the money or if I lose the money, I don't go and kill myself because <laughs> mental health <laughs> is one of those things. But then um, I would also, uh, you know, invest in myself as far as like, you know, education toward, you know, wanting to be wanting to become an actor or wanting to be a better director by like getting the equipment and setting up goals and stuff like that and finding a financial advisor you know why because i'm not smart that way i, d I don't want to be a financial advisor so i would want someone to help me and that would probably be my first step would be like dude i'm making 10 times more a year tell me how i should spend my money and not somebody that's from like the hood like yo man i got this scheme i'm gonna i'll make you rich overnight like nothing like instant that. money son instant <laughs> right, money. Right. i got these instant ostriches they lay golden eggs, dog. Dog, sign me up. Is that up, spray bro. paint on your pants? Yo, yo, yo. That's that's yo, that's, that's ostrich. Gucci, that's Gucci couture right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you do? Me? Hmm. Uh, well, I I would expand on what I'm already doing. I would invest more money in music. I would invest more money into the YouTube stuff, into this I podcast. Agree with uh, everything creative that I really want to do, probably try to film a feature-length film would be nice. You know, just expand on all the creative things that I'm doing. But I would also, in the event that, because you never know when that's that money is going to go away. I would obviously want to invest in myself, and I think one of the best ways to invest in yourself, if you have that opportunity and that time is to learn basic skills that you would have a laborer normally do. So being do electricity stuff, do plumbing, do normal household things, learn how to take care of your home. Because at this point, I can't afford a home. But if I were to afford a home, I would want to be able to be able to take care of all of those things and not have to pay a separate laborer to do that. Well, in doing that, you would eliminate a lot of costs. You you wouldn't be you wouldn't be making yourself poor by you know buying a house that needed all this repair work and not being able to how to you know know how to do right. it. Right, and then in the event that if I ever were to lose my job or have to make ends meet or need extra money, I would have those skills to be able to do handyman work. I could go into a handyman business. Right. Well, or if you know the zombie apocalypse happened, you would be that guy. I would. I would be your go-to. Like, I would be a viable I resource. I didn't think about that until you said it, but like, you would be that guy in a zombie apocalypse if you could. Nobody knows how to clean out the shitter. 
you know how to you know how to shovel a latrine boy i'll teach you today like what is that really going to teach you nothing all right okay you've heard our answers but now it is time to hear what the audience thinks Every week, we ask the topic question on Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, and a few other places, and we'll feature some of the responses in that episode. So for your chance to be part of this show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at FreeBAP. That's the word free, B-A-P. And then respond to us when we ask what-if questions. So on Reddit, I got some people to respond and user insert some name that is literally his name insert some name on reddit he made a good point that 10 times zero equals zero that's just sound math it's just good math that guy definitely passed grade school i'm so proud of this guy he's going places he's not going anywhere with any money but he's going places but he's going places user warrior 75198 said that nothing would change he'd still have bills to pay still have to come home to a nagging wife and still have to get up every morning and go to work oh yeah see this guy this is a smart guy the one this this is exactly yeah. what we were talking about how if yeah. you hate your life situation no amount of money is going to make that better Right, because honestly, everything he said, you are still going to have to have a job. You're still going to have to come home to your situation. You're still going to have to not be able to change anything unless you make those changes. Money doesn't change that unless you're talking about, now I can afford a divorce lawyer. Sorry, Warrior 75198, but that's what you might want to do. <laughs> or maybe you afford marriage counseling. Exactly. Or go the other way. Sorry for being a negative Nancy. She, so, she, <laughs> she, she's probably a nice lady. She's a nice lady. User Hemi Penis said he'd finally be able to buy a couch and upgrade to new non-broken shit. And that's what we were talking about, that closing the gap between your mm -hmm. income and your spending. He's fine right now with this broken shit and no couch. He's living. He's surviving. He's surviving, just like but a lot of But if he had the money to, he would invest in that stuff. Right, and that's not saying that he would go from um, broken Craigslist to freaking Gucci. On cribs, Gucci. no. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, even though it's a, just one little statement and it doesn't really tell too much about who this guy is, just to say that he's going to upgrade from not non-working materials to something that is functional that's it kind of tells you about the state of our economy right now like this is some random guy and doesn't make any money we got another guy who doesn't make any money like, <laughs> that's kind of where we're at right now so this is a, a viable question Ain't nobody got no money uh, yeah, 10 times zero equals zeros zero. <laughs> user pretentious asshole a-s-k-h-o-l-e said $264,320 a month for basically being on Reddit half my shift and just saying, hello, how are you, and take care for the other half of my shift, I can't even fathom. Now, I actually caught up with this guy and found out he meant 264000 per year, not per month, because I was going to say, if he was already making $26,000 a month for being what sounds like a glorified greeter, then sign me up. Give me an application for that job. Yeah, like where? Who is that company? What's that guy's email? Real quick, hold on. 
No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> be like, dude. Well, he's not going to be making. He's going to be in the same category as the uh, the guy that said ten times zero is zero. Because I'm telling his boss he's on Reddit. <laughs> he's on Reddit. He's on Reddit. Hey, <laughs> get off the internets. Uh, so, so oh, we've got audio clips. We've got audio yeah, clips from right. a couple of people. So, uh, let's uh, Jason McNeil. He is a photographer. A friend of mine let's see what jason has to say for me if i were to make 10 times more a job the first thing i would do is probably buy my wife a new wedding ring and uh save up money to send my parents off to their wonderful trip uh, for their anniversary um and maybe buy some new camera equipment and get money set aside to photograph someone like beyonce or uh, nina debreath that's really it Everything else is going to savings. I like this guy. I love Jason. Jason, thanks for giving the answer. That is an awesome answer. Yeah, he's definitely got a goal. Um, he is already an established photographer, and he's doing his thing. So, you know, the little things like giving his wife a ring, that that is just awesome. It's just <laughs> little it's splurges. It's like, you yeah. know, if I've got a couple extra dollars, I want to do right by the people that I love, which I can totally respect. You would definitely want to do some of those things. But it's not right, like not I'm like getting a – <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> but it's not like he's getting a, a jet ski with gold spinners on it. He's, you know, he's got very specific things that he wants to get. And then right. he's thinking about investing in his future. Right, in his own business. So, like, he can potentially – Take that whatever he makes a year, say it's a hundred thousand. Ten years from now, it could be a million dollars. Right. He's thinking of the next step of the. Okay, I'm making times ten, but I want to make times a hundred. So how do I get to that step by investing the ten? And right by photographing somebody like Beyonce or Amina Debrev. If you don't know who Mina Debrev, uh, Nina, sorry, Nina Debrev is. She is an actress. Uh, and she was on Vampire Diaries. She was also in the movie Let's Be Cops. And she was on Degrassi, The Next Generation. What? Yeah. So I didn't see. I didn't know that yeah, one. Yeah. She. Um. So, <laughs> she. I mean, adding your name to being a photographer of somebody that is like that would definitely get your name out there more. Right. Do you think that uh, Drake calls her and's like, "You used to call me on my." She didn't. Though. No, okay, I didn't think so either. He didn't call. They had they had pagers back then, so <laughs> we've got one more, don't we? Oh, we do. We do have another one. Uh, this one is from Tristan Johnson. He was on Reddit and he sent me a clip. So let's go ahead and listen to that as well. So if I made ten times the amount of money, what would I do um, now? See. For me, that would be about $180,000 a year because I live below the poverty line. And so that would probably not be all that uh, interesting. It puts me at solidly an upper middle class. So I probably take the time I'm in grad school to invest in something so it's uh, worth a lot of money or it's a turnkey operation once I'm done. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So, Tristan. So Tristan is is making about he's in grad school. Thank you for the answer, Tristan. Thank you for sending that in. This is this is actually a good topic of conversation. So Tristan's in in grad school, and it sounds like he wants to invest in a, a company or something that will make him residual income in the future. Uh, but he's currently making about eighteen thousand dollars a month. That's what it because he said he would be making one hundred eighty thousand dollars. 
But he also didn't sound too thrilled that he would be making $180,000. He said that it would put him in middle class, upper middle class. Well, upper middle class. And that that's where I had a little source of contention thinking about, like, where do you live where $180,000 a year is not not good enough when you're making $18,000 a year now? Right. In your job. Like, what well, are well, the... That was, that was my question. <laughs> was I Like, it depends know? on the people that you're surrounded by. So obviously he's in like my, uh, a area where there's like-minded people that maybe they're all making once they get out of grad school or they're back in further education for even more schooling, they're making significant amounts of money. So if you compare $180,000 to $350,000 or half a million dollars a year, then yeah, that, that's significantly less. That, uh, that affords you a lot less opportunity. But to compare $18,000 to $180,000 and kind of scoff at that, I didn't really understand. So I, I went and I looked at uh, middle class, what the definition of middle class is for each state. And wouldn't you know it, hmm. Maryland happens to have the highest amount of income that you would have to earn in order to be part of middle class. And the minimum wage in Maryland is uh, eight twenty five. So take that into account. Significant gap. So the in Maryland to be in the lower bound of the middle class, you have to be making at least forty eight thousand three hundred and twenty two dollars per year. Wow. Right. That's the lower bound. That's the lower bound. The lower bound for the lowest state, which is Mississippi is $25,309. So so you're talking about if you – going back to the metric we had earlier, if you're doing it at 17000 I think it was, for minimum wage, you can't even meet the minimum requirement for the lowest lower-income state yeah. in Maryland. Exactly. <laughs> What's the, the highest uh, – in Maryland. Uh, for the upper bound of middle class, $144,966. So even at the highest bound, $180,000 way surpasses middle class. Right. And, I mean, considering for, – for me, $180,000, I could do a lot with that in like four years, let alone one year. I mean I'm just looking at the number. I wrote it down so I could just stare at it. I wrote 180000 and an eighteen thousand, and uh, Jeff can see it. You guys can't, but I'm like, holy crap, man! What would you do with one hundred eighty thousand a year? There's there's six digits there. There's six. Isn't that the definition of a six figure? I mean, you could potentially <laughs> purchase a cheap home, renovate it, and sell it in one year with that salary. You could. <laughs> Well, you could do the smart way and just invest that that in multiple homes, but that's not even going there. But that's a lot of money. So, I mean, holy well, crap. Well, I've seen a bunch of TED Talks about this too, and they talk about how does money buy happiness. And to an extent, it does. But what they say the magic number is is $75,000 per year. So once you hit that $75,000 per year, you can take care of your family. You can – take care of a home, you can take care of all of those unexpected things that might happen and still have a little extra over to save or to go on a vacation right. every year. And that's, 
that's not saying that you're spending $180,000 a year on things you don't need, like Gucci purses and Lamborghinis and stuff. We're talking about the normal, everyday American, correct? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> Tristan, man, if, you, if you're going to make more money and more power to you, but I think that you could do a lot with $180,000. And um, I mean, I'm not ragging on you or anything, but that's a very big increase. I mean, considering myself. Uh, it I'm also currently... depends on where he lives, too. That was another right. thing that I, I thought about was some – it depends on where you're going to school. It depends on where you plan on living. If you're going to live in somewhere like L.A., then the cost of living is much, much higher. If you're living on either of the coasts, east or west coast, if you're living in New York or L.A., they're very expensive cities that you live in. And it depends on what you're going right. to school for. If that's right. where that's the work true. is, then that's where you have to live. And if you're making $180,000 and $100,000 or more of that is spent on housing and, and parking and food or whatnot, then, yeah, you, you probably are going to have a lot less money. Yeah, that's where that's where financial advisors come in to play, man. Honestly, I mean, if he's going to invest his money and make a lot more money on that every year and it's a safe investment, more power to him. But I don't think that it would be my first choice to take any of that money and invest it because to me, that's a perfect world situation. The same way as saying, well, I'm going to save all my money. That's also a perfect world situation because not everybody can save that money or has the willpower because you can say one thing and then another thing will happen. It's just certain I mean, things can... are high risk, especially if you're investing right. in an up-and-coming company that has the potential to be very successful and give you residual income. But what's to say that some other company comes along and does it better and then knocks right. that one out of the water? Right. I mean, if you've ever watched an episode of Shark Tank, that's one of their biggest things is saying if you're going to invest in a company – you need to make sure that it, <laughs> there isn't a competitive market enough so that it kind of devalues the rest of your profits. Something that so, can't mean, be replicated. Right. And it's hard. I mean, unless you're a multi-billionaire like Mark Cuban <laughs> or something like that, you're not going to know how to invest. But if he's going to grad school and he's maybe becoming some kind of big shot guy, you might know, Tristan, more than I do about this, certainly, if you've – thought about that you use some phraseology in there that i didn't really understand until we uh decided to record this anyway so um more power more power to you if you can do it i'd say do it with uh 180,000. but i think you could spend it more <laughs> just remember <laughs> you know mo money mo problems mo problems that's right so uh <laughs> <sighs> unfortunately that is all the time we have for this episode of the what if podcast the What If Podcast is a Free Bacon and Puppies production. For more daily content, be sure to go to youtube.com slash freebaconandpuppies. I want to thank everyone for joining us. I'd also like to thank my co-host, Rob. Thanks for being hypothetical with me. Oh, no problem, man. Anytime. I'm happy to be here. And if you're still listening and want to be part of the next show, be sure to follow us on Twitter and respond when we ask, What If? <laughs>